Hello. Hello everyone, how's it going? Um, it's Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Logout, we're back again. Uh, we answer number 31, I think. Um, yeah, hope everyone's staying well, hope everyone's good. I think the last episode was last Friday. Today is Tuesday the 9th. June. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to be recording on Tuesdays and Thursdays and uploading the podcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays um, for the next couple of weeks. I don't know, maybe till the end of summer. Um, and a bit longer, around 30 minutes. Um Actually, it depends on if we get guests on, hopefully, um, they come through. But yeah, just trying to find a job has been a bit difficult. Um, yeah, that's about it. Can't really think of anything else to say. Uh, so, let's jump straight into the questions, actually. Um, bit of a long one, but it said uh, they've got a... In their country, they have a geography Olympiad, um, and they're going to apply for medicine. Uh, they think of doing it anyway because they enjoy it. Um, but they've been debating it since there's already a huge workload, I'm guessing, around A level second year. So the question is, when deciding to do the Olympiad, uh, would it be an advantage to mention the investigation? Or would it matter since it's related to my country, not the UK? Um, and it's more about the geographical impact of spreading disease than biological point of view. And development causes and consequences. I mean, there's a lot going on there, to be honest. Um, so I don't think like when necessarily when you're doing stuff before um, applying when when you're applying for medicine and you're thinking about things to do um, to boost your application and to maybe boost your eh, essentially just to boost your application um, you don't need to do something specifically relevant towards medicine you can you can pretty much do anything as long as it has skills and helps you develop skills that are then needed for you to do medicine. Um, sorry about that, I got a bit I'm distracted, but, um, yeah. I thought I'd uh, record in the bloody uh, shed because no one comes in the shed at all during the day. Uh, and then get distracted within like three minutes. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, when you're applying for medicine, it's not you don't really need to do something that's very very. Uh, that's basically like something very medical orientated. Like it doesn't really. Um, I wouldn't say it matters a huge lot if if you can't manage to do it. If you actually, it's like the the question of shadowing doctors. Is it like, should you waste? Not waste, but should you spend so much amount of time uh, emailing and blah blah blah, emailing lots of doctors, to just to sit there watch them do things, um and kind of get bored during the day. Like I really find shadowing doctors quite boring. Um, 
you do I guess you do learn a bit but unless they actually take the time out for, to explain what they're doing and why they're doing it um, and you're you're like a college student at that point you know you don't really you can't really understand all like the science and everything unless I don't know if you're on point with it but um, I remember when I was studying a doctor he was a respiratory um, consultant um, and we like he used to we used to commute to Manchester which is like 45 minutes and we he would like try to like explain to me concepts and I was just I just didn't really I couldn't really understand it very well I just I guess it he made me understand it in that time but I just wasn't um I don't know like um I guess I was there just to see what he did in his day-to-day life not be taught concepts um and you don't really now um with there's like so many doctors online and we have social media and there's so much going on where you don't really need to have contacts and to shadow them like there's loads of doctors that make vlogs on on their day-to-day lives and you can gain an insight from medicine perfectly there and there's loads of i've mentioned so many times there's loads of like documentaries and tv shows of people um of doctors like surgeons and junior doctors um and you can learn so much from there and yeah um so i wouldn't sweat on the fact of doing things that aren't necessarily related to medicine you're talking about the geographical impact of a disease and it's kind of there's a I can think of there's a lot of um what is you need to, like I said earlier, you need to gain transferable skills that are related to medicine. So you're gonna you will be learning a lot doing this um Olympiad thing. Um so the the top one of the topics is geographical impact on the health condition and spreading of diseases. So that's that's actually like quite interesting. It is related to medicine even though it's geographical impact, but you're talking about health conditions and diseases. Um, and it's kind of a research thing, so you will gain a lot of research skills and um, looking things up and written skills. Um, I don't think, I'm not sure about of other school of other unis, but in Leicester, we don't really get to um, learn many research skills and do a lot of that kind of stuff. We're only one of the units in our two years that we get to do that. Um, but it's not a very well received unit, so um, if you can get a bit of exposure to that, it's be quite nice actually. Um, so yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Um, someone, another person asks, they literally just point quite so. So the questions I'm getting is just from the student room, um. If anyone else has any of their questions, um, I'll love it if you can send them to me. Um, email is more.weanswer. I should have said this extra, actually. Email is more. So just mo.weanswer at gmail.com. So just one whole word. Uh, you can also go on Instagram, mzl underscore 18. Uh, you can send us a message on there as well. Um, so yeah, give us a follow. Uh, I'm on YouTube as well. But it's not. Not very visual, it's just like me recording the audio files. Um so yeah, back to questions. So they they literally just put in quotation marks, why do you want to study medicine? Uh, they know why they want to, but they can't put it into words. Uh, they want to help people, science and medicine is my passion. The human body fascinates me. Does anyone have any examples of what they would say or have said in personal statement or interview for this? Um so the the person the the I'm not trying to take the make out of the person but like the literally written, I know why I want to do medicine but I can't put it into words, and then they put it into words that you you said 
I want to help people. Science and medicine is my passion. The human body fascinates me. So you can literally talk about that. Why do you want to help people? Um, so this is like you you gotta you gotta build your personal statement and your interview kind of skills um, responses in in kind of layers. So you've got your basic bullet points, your basic headings. I want to help people. Number one, um, science is a passion. Number two, medicine is a passion. Number three, the human body fascinates me. So you've got quite you've got quite a lot going on there, um, which is great, um, and you just need to add more kind of meat or whatever flesh to the to the bones. Is that is that is that like the analogy that that people use? Uh, I don't really know, but yeah. Um, so one could literally be, I want to help people. Why do you want to help people? Um, have you helped people in the past? What have you done? How do you know that you that you want to help people? Um, have you done volunteering? Have you done charity work? Um, so the whole point of a personal statement is to show who you are, and you can't just say, "Oh, uh, I enjoyed I enjoy doing research." They they need to know like why you enjoy research. What research have you done? Um, you need to not give evidence, but you need to back up your points with like stories and like things you've done, um, and be specific about the things you've done where you did it, who you did it with, how long you did it for. Um, so I want to, for example, I want to help people. Um, I did, for, I can use this, I can, this is literally just, I can use me as an example. I want to help people because um, during my first and second year of college, um, I applied for Age UK Volunteering. Um, what I had to do was um, weekly, I met a, a lonely elderly person um, I had to visit them at their house because they didn't really have, um, they had mobility issues, they had health issues where they couldn't really leave the house uh, many times. So for that reason, I visited um, him or her uh, one one day a week um, for um, six, seven months during my first year of college. Um, I learned communication skills, um, I learned how to interact with elderly people, um, I learned how to how to develop my communication skills, develop my interpersonal skills, which, and then what you have to do, the key thing is to link it back to medicine. Um, because those things are relevant in medicine, I know that because I've seen the TV show Doctors where they have used their skills with in geriatric medicine to interact with patients who have hearing difficulties and mobility issues. Um, so it's, it's got to, you've got to all link it back. Um, Second point, science and medicine my passion. Why is it your passion? What have you done to develop that passion? Have you looked into anything else? Um, which parts specifically science and medicine are huge fields? Um, you mentioned the human body fascinates you. Talk about that. What fascinates you about the human body? Specific things. Do some research. Go on YouTube. Anything that you're interested in, Google it. Do some research. Do some, uh, watch some videos. Watch some documentaries. Uh, read some articles. Um, I don't know, people go to the, you can't really go to libraries, no one really does that, but go to the library, get some books on it, um, and yeah, hopefully that helps. Uh, and then another person also mentioned that they struggle with that as well, um, and because of like family issues, and they feel, but they feel like, but they want to mention that caring for them has helped them appreciate how rewarding a medical career is, paired with the love for neuro and science, but I feel like caring for a family member reason is quite cliche. Like, it's, it's not cliche if it's true, right? So, 
if that's the actual reason why you want to do medicine, like don't have the fear of writing it down because you might sound like cliche. The whole point is about like honesty and authenticity and truth. Um, the reason why it might be a cliche thing is because people just abuse that kind of a thing to use it. Um, so for for example, myself, I could have used it, but I didn't really because I. I didn't. That wasn't really the the main reasons why I wanted to go into medicine, but for you, if that's a huge reason why you want to do medicine, like talk about you can't not talk about one of the biggest reasons and the biggest influences for you doing medicine, just because you feel like it's um, cliche, um that's like. I I it's really sad that people actually think that's like, that's the thing. Um, the person statement on the interview is about you being real and about you being truthful of your reasons. So, um, yeah. I, I just don't like the fact that it's become like a... People think it's like a point tick... Not point ticking. Tick box exercise where you're like, oh, they've written that, so yeah, we're going to give them 10 points. It's just it's just not how it works, I don't think. Um, uh, other people have also said that the personal statement is becoming a less important part, even less. I don't think it's it's part of the scoring system for interviews. Um, I think they use it in, like, borderline cases. Um, but, yeah. Um, more questions. BMAT has been cancelled due to COVID-19. All applicants will need to sit down for the November 2020. Yeah, hopefully everyone's like knows what's going on. The UK cat or the UCAT is you can do it at home during from 3rd August to 1st of October. Registrations open in the 1st of July. Um oh yeah, something about like personal statements, just go on Google online like Example personal statements. Um, I think go for it. Um, so h- how I like to do it is, I like to kind of plan out. Um, so like, what are the skills that you need to have in medicine? Um, where have I managed to build it up? Um, and just kind of build it around that. Um, and kind of link all the different things together. Next question. I want to be a neurosurgeon. Quote, quote, I want to be a neurosurgeon. I'm wondering if I have to write about it in my PS or if I should just talk about medicine in general or even certain specialties, but all in a general way. Um, just get an opinion on that. Um, so if that's a genuine uh, thing that you're thinking about, go for it. Uh, just write down in the personal, personal statement. Um, I would suggest doing some research about it. Um, what does a neurosurgeon do? Is that actually something you want to do? Why do you think that you want to be a neurosurgeon? Is it just because you feel like it's going to be a good thing? Um, or it's interesting? Or, like, what's the reason behind it? Um, do you have a family member that's a neurosurgeon and he told you, you can come see a surgery once and, yeah, go for it. Um, and you felt like it was interesting. Um, or should I just talk about medicine in general or even certain specialties, but in a general way? Um, it's really up to you. There's no, like... Um, specific template for how to write a personal statement um, if you feel like you want to talk about medicine in general um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't say you really need to write 
So I think it's like what is it, fifteen hundred characters? I don't really know how how many characters it is. But I wouldn't say like there's a there's a lot of re- there's a lot of reasons and there's a lot of things to talk about in your personal statement. So just like even in mine, I think it was like um I I read the student BMJ and I've read about cardiovascular and gastroenterology because blah 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 um and maybe I think about those as a career um so just like a couple of sentences about it um or you can write I'm interested in neurosurgery because of this TV show um where I saw neurosurgery taking place and it was really cool um but also I'm open to um during my five year medical degree and two year foundations and three year course core whatever training um I am open to other careers such as cardiothoracic surgery or general surgery or psychiatry um because I'm also interested in other in those other things but I'd like to experience it beforehand. Um but yeah Um, so yeah. Um, another question I wanted to ask the order of doctors like in America you get out of med school and become an intern and resident and attending in the UK in medical school you become a junior doctor how long is this for and what comes after so I googled like a thing which shows like the, okay doctoral progression UK after graduating so you graduate you've done your five or six years of your degree um, you do everyone does their foundation year training um, you do so if you have your degree you're basically provisional provisionally registered with the GMC the general medical council in the UK you do your foundation year one, after which if you pass, you, do, you get your full GMC re- registration. Um, you do foundation year two. Um, and then you go to do your specialties um, with SMR specifics. Um, after medical school, you become a junior doctor. How long is this for? The junior doctor thing is literally however long you feel like you want to be there. Um, and depending, and it's also depending on what you want to do. So if you want to be a GP, um, you've got your three years training and then you're a GP. Um, I think there's like there's different like titles within different GPs, so I don't really know how that works, but yeah, um, and others can take up to like five to eight years. Um, this document says on medschools.ac.uk medschool council, um, document. Um, and then you become a consultant after getting your certificate of completion of training. Um. So yeah, it just depends on which specialties you're doing. Um, and you've also got academic medicine, you've got academic foundation program, um, which is also which is like for researchers and stuff. Um and if you want to go online you can do other things. So the academic foundation program you can you can go into it at pretty much any point. Um so instead of you doing the normal FY1, FY2, you go into academic foundation year one and academic foundation year two, AFY1 and two. And then you can do master's, PhD, academic clinical fellowship. You can do a bunch of basically academic stuff um, 
for maximum of five years, minimum of, I think, two years clinical lectureship. Um, and then you can become a lecturer or a, whatever the kind of academic stuff there is to do. Um, and you can do that also after your foundation years. Um, there's also like, there's, I think a lot of people do like locoming and stuff. So that I don't think you need, I think you must be like a certain level to do it. Um, but you can be a junior doctor on doing that. Um, so yeah, let's just, I'm just going to go, let's just say emergency medicine, right? Um, and let's just see what it says underneath there. Training and development. So you can do, oh, so it's, a, it's just a bunch of specifics. Um, so you got to do a three-year core training program. Um, okay, so there's a lot of, a lot going on. And it usually overall takes about eight and a half years. So, but the fact is that you're a junior doctor the whole time and you're earning the whole time. Um, and I think if you, I think if you don't, you don't like reading this, I don't think you need to progress to the next year if you don't want to. Like you can stay in the current position if you don't want to progress to the next thing. Um, but I think generally most people do. Because um, a lot of people take out like foundation year threes, which are just um, years where they do other things. Um, I was talking to one of um, the doctors that we know that we had teachers this year, Dr. Kish. Um, I've forgotten the term that he used where you you do you essentially just do one year of like a certain job um which is not part of your like your full training just to get a flavor of what it's like um i forgot what it's called it but there's that as well um so yeah a lot of good stuff to look forward to uh someone else says are there any spe um tagging on on the neurosurgery cliche thing are there any other specialties that are considered cliche? Um, maybe now with COVID, virology and epidemiology. Um, yeah, I, I like surgery is pretty, like in the UK, surgery is a pretty um, big thing that a lot of people want to do. Um, don't really know many else as well. But it's just like quite a glamorous thing like to think about, like surgery, neurosurgery. Um, and they ask, if I did work experience on a surgical ward, would it be fine if I mentioned this and say what I saw there, what I taught me, without necessarily saying that it made me think that I really want to be a surgeon? Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, talk about what you learnt, um, what you liked, maybe what you didn't like, what it taught you definitely. Um, you don't really need to say that it made you want to be a surgeon, you could say that. The person's statement is a lot about wording and trying to word your opinions in the right way, which is... I guess learning that skill is quite um, a good thing to learn. Uh, someone else asked, for my experience, is dermatology a cliche, especially specialty mentioned by aspiring medics? Um, I wouldn't say so. Um, dermatology is not very... I'm not sure if it's like very highly subscribed or applied for. Um, and it's not really well taught very much in our first years um so far in Leicester we've had like probably like four lectures on it 
in total like 10 hours of teaching on dermatology the whole two years um someone else asked uh any insight or thoughts as to application numbers places of a 2021 entry they expect lower numbers of applicants due to international students um uh not really um got any idea about that i don't know why they would change it to be honest did why would they i think they just do the same number of years um because i don't think many unis have play have like ways to increase the number of places that they have so i think um Leicester we increased our places from like two fifty sixty to like three hundred for the for the year below um but like our lecture theaters only a certain size and you just can't fit any more you know like, you just can't fit more seats in the lecture theater it's you can't just keep building more and more um larger lecture lecture theaters as and when you feel like it um so I'm not sure how that's possible um because everyone has lectures at the same time. Like you wouldn't give the same lecture to two groups. Actually, we had that a few times in um, in one of the units um, this year. I don't know why they did that. Maybe just because of like timetabling issues. Um, but that's very rare. So, yeah, they probably keep the numbers the same, but maybe more people will defer. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, possibly the last question. If anyone has any tips such as wider reading, volunteering, anything like that, that would be great. I know that reading up and having base knowledge about the field can help. But I'm not sure what books to read as I don't want to read textbooks or revision guides. Um, any personal experience of how they got in or the things they did to get in would be great to hear. Um, so from my experience of what I did, um, British Heart Foundation charity shop in um, Blackburn Town Centre for... So my tips would be do something that you can do two to three hours a week um, that you can do consistently over a long period of time. Um, so that's what I did with British Health Foundation. Um, and then when it comes to person, you're writing your personal statement, you can say, oh, I worked in British Health Foundation charity shop for the past six months. Um, when in reality, it was literally just two, three hours a week. Um, and it was a good time. Um, so that's that. And I mentioned Age UK earlier, I also did that. Um, so I, I think most people in the UK, we have like Wednesday afternoons off. So I just walk um, to where I need to go, like maybe half an hour, 40 minutes. Um, and then walk home afterwards and just be at her house um, for like two hours, three hours. And we just used to watch TV and play cards um, and just like just chill and talk about um, like whatever we felt like it. Um, and that again is like two hours every time, three hours every time max. Um, and you can do it for six, seven, eight months, you can do it for a year, you can do it however long you like. Um, and you can say, oh, I've done it, I've done this for the past year. Um, but in reality, it's just two hours a week. But, but it was also a year because you did it over the past year. Um, so you rather do that than say, oh, I spent a week. Um, that's my opinion anyway. You rather do that than saying, I spent a week in a care home. Um, but if you can't get that, I'm not saying don't go and don't do one week in a care home. Um, the more experience you can get, the better. Um, so I also did not really a care home, but it was more like a daycare centre from AGK. So obviously I was at college, so you can't really do like a week. So in the holidays, I just did it. Um, I think I did like three, four days in the week um, in the daycare centre. But the daycare centre is a bit different because um, you just it's just like giving out meals to people. It's a lot of meals because I used to go for a lot around lunchtime and leave after tea. So you do the whole lunch. The lunch takes like one hour to do. You just chat and chill around with the people, with the, 
residence, is that what they're called? Um, and then you just chill out, you just, uh, a lot of people do like knitting, knitting, uh, they just do like, I remember doing jigsaws with them, um, bingo was like one of the highlights, we used to do bingo for like one hour, um, just like doing that, uh, it was a really good time, uh, and then we'd have tea, it'd do the tea round, and that, that'd be like another hour, and then you're basically done, um, so like, the more experiences you can possibly get, I would say the better, uh, but obviously coronavirus is going on, so we got, for the past few months, everyone's just been sitting at home doing nothing. Um, so I would suggest, uh, so if you're at home and you can't really go out anywhere, and you, there's other things that you can do, if you, sorry, I'll talk about what you can do. So you can do volunteering, you can do that either once a week for a few hours, or you can do it for like a week or a couple of weeks. Um, you can get a job somewhere, um, there's lots of things you can learn from getting a job at Tesco or McDonald's, wherever it is. Um, and also making money, so it's like a win-win situation. Um, you can, if you can shadow and you have links with like doctors, um, friends or family, or you can literally just email every doctor in the hospital that's near you, and you can find the emails on the, excuse me, on the website. Um, like the hospital website, you can just find the emails and just literally just email them. Um, and you can do that, or you can work for a charity, volunteer with a charity, um, that's also a good experience, I can't really think of anything else that you can proactively do, um, and then if you can't do any of that, you can't get a job, you can't volunteer, you can't go out, you can't go to a care home, um, obviously, like, going abroad and doing, like, gap medics and, like, stuff with charities abroad is, like, very expensive, so, like, very few people can do that, um, so, like, you got to do what's within your capacity. Like, don't worry if you can't get any of that stuff. There are still ways where you can do that. So, I mentioned to get an insight into medicine, there's lots of TV programs about that. Not like, I'm sorry, not like House and Grey's Anatomy. Like, actual documentary, real-life doctor programs. Um, like, hospital, like, doctors. I think Ambulance, there's one called Ambulance. They're on BBC. Um, junior doctors is on BBC. Surgeons was on, was on BBC. There's a GP one, I think, on um, Channel 4, um, so you can check that out. There's a bunch of doctors that are on YouTube, Ali Abdal, Medlife Crisis, um, myself. I'm, not, I'm primarily a podcast space, but I also upload on YouTube as well. Um, Instagram, there's a bunch of doctors on Instagram that talk about their day-to-day life. Uh, not really any that spring to mind. There's a bunch of med, med students, just follow med students and just like... Ask them what they do, any tips they can have for you of what you can do. Um, actually, I'll talk about what I was going to talk about at the end. Um, and yeah, just the student BMJ is a thing to read. Um, it's literally just go on BBC, like the coronavirus is like a huge topic right now. Go on BBC, read like everything you can about the coronavirus. Every single day there's a bunch of stuff coming out. Read like everything, go to the health page on BBC. And every day, check it out and what new articles are coming out. Um, go on the student BMJ, go on the Guardian, go check these free journals out, free um, news websites, and read about medicine um, and whatever interests you. You don't have to just read about medicine. Anything that interests you, read about it. Um, and yeah, that's what I would suggest doing. Um, like I mentioned earlier, you've got to build and develop the skills that are relevant true medicine, for example, communication, team working, leadership, 
um, commenting on many else, research, hard work, reliability, um, and number one thing is that you actually need to know that you want to do medicine, and to do that you need to see what medical students actually do, and if you actually want to do that, and what doctors actually do, and if you actually want to do that, and if you're actually in it for the long haul, and you're in it for the right reasons, um, that's the number one key, that just there at the end, um, also, it's also interesting for the people who actually listen towards the end, um, I'm convinced that not many people actually listen towards the end, so I'm, I'm interested to see who actually does it, email me mo- at mo.vianza.gmail.com, instagram nzl underscore 18, if you do want to get experience, but you're at home, you're sitting at home, you can't do your experience, you can't find a job, it's absolutely difficult, it's so difficult now to find a job, but um, it's really difficult out there, um, email me, more that we answer, I'm looking uh, for some experience, I'm looking for some help, um, I have things for people to do, um, if they want to do, if they want to develop this podcast and this whole uh, thing with me, if they want to join me on the journey, uh, also some books to read, I forgot, When Breath Becomes Air, um, Paul Karnithi, Adam McKay, this is going to hurt, can't really think of many else, uh, so yeah, again, email me, I'm like all over the place as usual, email me if you're interested in being a part of my quote-unquote team, um, I have a lot of stuff that I, that I need to do, but I want free labour, no, I'm joking, um, if you're interested in like, literally, I'm not, I'm being serious now, if you're actually interested in helping me out, send that email off, go for it, um, and I'll see you next time, hopefully that was of some help, um, any questions, as usual, as usual, send them over, and we'll see you next time, bye.